Well, hello again. It's so good to see you. I'm sorry for not posting in a little while. I got kind of into things at the beginning of the year, and then I contracted COVID and have been kind of just battling a little bit over the last couple of weeks. But I'm feeling much better, and I'm excited to share with you again today. We're starting a new series today called Defying Despotism. And this series is coming from Daniel chapter 6. This, of course, is the Baptist on the Bible podcast, and I am Dr. Andrew Marquez. I try to offer a devotion of about seven minutes every Monday and Friday to encourage you at the beginning and end of your work week. Daniel 6 is a well-known chapter of the Bible because it is the story of the lion's den. And so we're going to break this in three pieces. Today we're going to be looking at Daniel verses, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And in these verses, we're going to be looking at how uh, Daniel is being set up by his enemies. And it's a very important passage because the question I want you to think about today is, are you prepared to be put on the enemy's radar? Are you ready to be visible to the enemy? Now, most of us would say, uh, please no, I've got enough trouble of my own. But the reality is for Christians, sometimes it's not in our control. And we're going to be elevated to a position that we become visible to the enemy. And the enemy might be uh, just opponents that don't like Christ, but it also might be something more sinister, more uh, spiritual of nature, maybe demonic. And we have to be prepared to stand even as Daniel was prepared to stand. And he did stand, and so can we. And so keep that in mind as we read the verses. We're going to go ahead and begin at verse 1 of Daniel chapter 6. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom, and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault, because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. And there we have it. The scene is set. No charge could be found. We must create one. We must manufacture one. This is such an amazing passage because it reveals the nature of humanity and the nature of our enemy. And so what do we see here? It kind of breaks down in three different places here. We first see a shining assignment. This shining assignment Daniel is given, he has already been here before. He served faithfully for Nebuchadnezzar. He became the voice of judgment to Belshazzar. And now he finds himself under Cyrus in the midst of Persia, this new great power. And he is one of the top three people reigning over the entire empire. And so that's a great assignment. And he is faithful in that assignment. He does well. He's doing so well that the emperor is, dis the emperor is debating whether to make him the number one man over the entire empire, his number one guy. And this is a bridge too far for his enemies. They're not okay with this. But the reality is by serving God well, Daniel is bringing himself to a position of honor and power and his authority is increasing. This is a normal thing for those that will serve God faithfully. And yet it also brings its natural consequence, opposition. And so we have a hollow hostility. The opponents try to thwart this activity of Daniel. We're, we're trying to find a charge against him. He must be doing something wrong. Nobody could be this good. And so they desire to um, contest his advancement by trying to find a charge, but they can't find anything. 
I mean, can you imagine having a government so good that you look for something that's wrong with your leaders and you can find nothing? So they realize the only way to get at Daniel is to strike at the source. Why is he so good? Because he serves his God, his good God. And so they say there's no way that we can get Daniel unless we go after his law, uh, the law of his God unless we go after that relationship that actually creates the goodness, that is the power for his uh, precision, the power for his ability to serve well, we have to get at that. And they look to drive a wedge between serving the government and serving God. And there we have it. And we'll pick up next time with how that works out. But what we see is this relates to us today. Daniel is a fabulous example. He excels wherever God plants him. When he's in positions of power, he excels and serves God well. When he's in positions of weakness, he excels and serves God well. Now he's placed in a great position, probably the greatest position ever, and he is being confronted. What about us? What do we see? Where has God placed you? Are you an employee? Are you serving your um, employer well? How about you? you? Are you a supervisor? Are you the boss? Are you serving your employees well? Are you doing unto them as you would have them do unto you? Are you at home? Are you a child to a parent? Are you a parent to a child? Are you embracing that responsibility of motherhood or fatherhood? Or how about grandparenthood, right? In school, are you a student? And do you learn well and do what the teacher asks you to do? If you're a teacher, are you bringing these children up, these students up in the way that God would have you? Are you a coach, a deacon, a teacher, a volunteer? Do you shine where you're assigned? And if so, then you're doing well. But if not, why not? It might happen that as you are shining in that assignment, that you're going to find opposition. And we are called, as Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Because if we walk in these things, against these things, there is no law. And if we do as Christ calls us to, we're going to find that we are walking in a way that brings joy to those around us and it results in our elevation. And this can bring opposition. But when the opposition comes, if we walk in the Spirit, we won't have any opportunity for the flesh and there won't be any grounds for charge against us. And then the day will come when our enemy will seek to find a wedge between serving our God and serving our civil responsibilities. And in that day, we have to stand. G.K. Chesterton says, There are an infinity of angles at which one falls, only one at which one stands. Stand firm today. I hope that encouraged you. God bless and take care.